again. You're muted. Oh, God damn. You messed up within the first five seconds. No, of the show. you told me to mute it, and then it didn't unmute itself. Three, two, one, go. Don't Kevin. worry, kids. Don't worry, kids. Mommy and daddy aren't arguing. We're having a discussion. So don't worry. Mommy, don't hit daddy. <laughs> Mommy, don't hit daddy. <laughs> Welcome to the 21 Gun Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Sullivan. With us, as always, is Jeremy. And we have a studio audience. However, he's not on camera. He's just kind of hanging out and listening. So we will just... Do you know what will happen is throughout the show, because this is such a quality show, uh, you'll hear him laughing in the background. Actually, you have a mic right there to your left. You so, do. So if you ever want to chime in, you Surprise. can just say something. Just say something. Say something, mystery guest. Just go, hi. hi. Look, just all you have to do is touch yeah, it. Yeah, talk right Just touch mic. it. Just come on. You want to do it. Just yeah, yeah. So just you put your mouth up and you say, you say hi. Hello. Hey, there you hear that? Is. See, we're not <laughs> lying. We actually do. Uh, we are the 629th best show on the internet and the official podcast of the Arrival Wars. I'd like to thank the four listeners personally for pushing us over the 630 hump. We were stuck there for a long time, and it was it was because of those four people that we actually made it past that that hump. It's actually five listeners um, because of our anonymous guest in the studio. Anyways, you couldn't have done it without you, so thank you, Stephanie, Gus, <laughs> Joshua, Matthew, not Matt. Other than that, I don't know who... Oh, yeah, Frank, of course, uh, watches the show. So that's oh, Gustavo, that's you got a few guys. I said Gus. I oh, said Gus. See, I'm deaf. We have a couple of good guests tonight. Uh, first, we have Polly from Polly's Push coming on to talk about an amazing feat he is undertaking. Um, I Last time I butchered it, so do you know what? Let's play his little uh, psych video, hump up pump up video oh, what, are they, yeah. what do they do that they, uh, they, there's a name for it in sports it's a good video I don't it's got a great video i just we talked about this beforehand it's on his main page it's yeah the yeah video no that, no oh, yeah, okay. I was, yeah i'm sports. pulling it up there we go it's a good video it's got a great video i just we why talked do about i hear it's on his I, main page yeah yeah no no yeah, okay. i'm trying to figure out hold on are we having like technical what's happening is we're hearing facebook turn your facebook off there we go i don't know how that unpaused that's cool now play polly's push you can keep For our pictures up there so there's no one. The I knew what I was going to do. And it was to push a beverage cart from gate C19 in Boston with 175 left. Oh, I didn't realize that. From, that from the gate. The ground zero in New York in memory of those crew members. He's from the old country. That's what I'm here for. Being That's why I survived when I survived. I'm still here today. I'm here today to do this, to recognize these crew members that, that should have got recognized 20 years ago. What those flight attendants did on 9-11, they were the first, first responders, and they deserve to be treated as heroes of 9-11. What they did, they utilized everything they had on that airplane. Well, I'm going to utilize everything I got to get that beverage cart from Boston to New York and Ground Zero. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, can't wait to talk to him. I think that's a, a fantastic undertaking. And uh, yes, we usually have veterans on the show. Uh, however, 9-11 is so intertwined. It's so connected to the global war on terror veterans. And that's not to discount. Everyone's got their, everyone had their service. Everyone has everything. But you know, the last 20 years, we've got to talk about it because the majority of veterans that, that do irreverent warriors uh, things are, are, are since 2001, at least in that, that age group. We all obviously right. have our our uh, uh, Desert Storm in Vietnam and Granada and all that stuff. But yeah, so it'll be good to talk with him. I think it's going to be a great conversation. We also have none other than the Left Coast's own David Boston coming up. Uh, 
I don't know. Is that an insult to them when you say left? <laughs> if you look at the map, it's on the left. I mean, I don't know what you guys are all upset about. It's on the left. We're on the right. Oh. Well, I don't know what you're talking. I'm just saying they're on the left. We're right. I mean, we're on the right. So that's all. I don't know. I don't know. Dang. But we'll have him on and that'll be fun. Uh, what else we got? I, do you know, I don't have many more announcements than that. I would like to go over the upcoming hikes. August 14th this weekend. We have two hikes in North Carolina again. North Damn Carolina it. just... You listen, if you love Reverend Warriors, just move to North Carolina because all the hikes are going to be here eventually. It's, it's like going to be 70 hikes. We're trying to figure out why there's three in one month. There, what What's going on? Thanks, I Russ. I don't know. Uh, August 14th, Kansas City, Missouri, August 14th. Charlotte, North Carolina, August 21st, San Jose, California. Obviously, we have our coordinator hopping on. Uh, August 21st, Philadelphia, and then Atlanta. We have the Atlanta person hopping on next week. Philly, you're not returning my email, so Fucking You know what? I'll talk to Mally because Mally is well, from, he's, he's he's from Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, but it's kind of it's the same. fucking it's only like four hours it's apart. the same thing. Yeah. Uh, August 28th, Quad Cities, Iowa. Was there a seven? Did I bring this up last week? Is there a 70s band, a Quad Cities something? Or I don't know, but I really the, want to know now. It's like the, the Quad Cities rollers, the, the Bay City rollers. Bay City rollers. Never yeah. mind. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, and, and then last week, we didn't know what I was. Sorry. Iowa? Indiana? Indiana. Is IA Indiana? Yeah. Okay. We did the same exact I, thing last I, week. Br- and is what? I N is Indiana. I N. No one can hear it's you. Iowa. Quad if you want to talk, Iowa. you got to speak into the mic. Just, just put it up to your lips. That's like that's don't touch what it. he said. Don't ah. touch it. Just, just slightly, <laughs> and then just talk into it. Okay. Uh, and then obviously August twenty eighth, Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, I might go to this one. He's okay. He said he's coming to this hike because I said we're providing prime barbecue and a great comedy show, which. Who's doing the comedy? I can't tell you. We're going to discuss that when we have somebody on for Raleigh. So just Ron Ripley's going to come. It's like our only comedian. <laughs> no, we have uh, Bobby Henline. No shit. Yeah. That's right. Hey, tell him to contact me because he won't answer his Instagram. You talk to Russ, your best buddy, who right, is in direct Russ. contact with him. Uh, Russell. We'll, we'll have Mr. Henline in studio if he would uh, want to do that. So that's it. Those are our hikes coming up. Uh, we're obviously, there's some crazy shit going on right now. I don't know what, because I don't watch the news, but there's something going on. So if there's any issues with that, just stay tuned to the show. We'll tell you what's going on. Um, but I don't think anything's going to be delayed or anything like that. I think we're going to freaking power through the rest of the summer and Damn into the right. winter. Uh, then we're live on August 19th. Guys, don't make a fool out of me. Don't miss this event. Don't embarrass me in front of our guest right now that's in the studio. Uh, head over, if you're in Raleigh, I mean, actually, you know what? If you're in San Jose, drive on over, Mr. Boston, uh, to Revival 1869, deep in the heart of Clayton, North Carolina. Beautiful bar, beautiful area. Uh, I haven't even, uh, behind the scenes, a a little peek behind the scenes, I haven't wrote a single note for this show. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I don't have any guests. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I might just pick up people. (laughs) I've, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, It'll be good, trust me, because I'm going to work my ass off on it. Um, But yeah, that's coming up. Then August... 26th, we have former Marine Raider Don Tran coming on and his SEAL buddy. They ran five miles. We talked about this again last week, but still. uh, They ran five miles underwater. Okay, 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 okay. We get it, operators. You guys operate. Operators got to operate. But why do you always get to show us up like this? That's literally what they do. It's like they reverent. We're like, we walk. We walk 10 miles sometimes at a a 50. 15, no, a, a two mile an hour pace. 
And then these guys are like, yeah, I pick up a 45 pound rock and I run underwater for five miles. They obviously trade off. They can't hold their breath for, for that long, but come on, <laughs> come on. I can't hold my breath standing in the shower, let alone going underwater. So I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it'll be fun having him on, uh, August or I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. August 18th, back up a little bit this Wednesday. I'm going to be over at Burbiz. So if you guys want autographs or just to hang out with me, <laughs> actually, this is the truth. Uh, I can't get anyone to go with me. So I want friends. Even Dan Sharp from Pop Smoke isn't going. Uh, Jason Piccolo's. No one's going. No one? Oh, that they, that, okay, You're that's because they found out that Kevin's not going. Oh, maybe they found that I was going to be there. Oh. So I'm not going because the 18th is my daughter's birthday and I'm being a good dad. Should be a good time. Anyways, if you guys want to go to Burbiz, head over to Burbiz.com. Sign up. B-O-U-R-B-I-Z. Sign up for the uh, the free tickets. It's a networking thing. There's always some cool people there. I believe Bobby Henline was there before. Uh, Roosh? Rush? What's his name? Uh, the the big, giant, massively monstrous uh, chef. that I think he used to be Trump's chef. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Chef Roosh? Sure. Roush, Roush. Anyways, he's well, usually Roush there. Is, is Mustang, but. I'm making I'm making all this stuff up because I actually don't know who's going to be there. But these are a lot of cool people. Ah, Mandeville is usually there. Uh, uh, what's the other guy that they they're like inseparable? They are, I think, married. Uh, oh, Angry Cops. Oh, what's yeah, his yeah. name? Richard High. They're usually I don't know. Uh, check it out. It's up at the MGM Grand Harbor Hotel in I guess it's DC. I think it's more like Maryland. Um, oh, and last thing we have. I didn't bring him. I didn't bring him. You might have him. We have the Semper Fly guy coming on. I don't know his name. I don't have his name, but uh, he's got an awesome business. So how I discovered Semper Fly, he makes sunglasses. And uh, give yourself a close-up, Jeremy. Give yourself, let everyone see this. Well, no, I was going to say just click on your main shot. Here, you want me to do it? You want me to to produce the show for you? Yeah, please do. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So uh, he's going to come on the show. I think it's, uh, so... I found him on Reddit of all places. And if you go to Reddit, r slash USMC, um, people are obsessed with this guy. So they buy his glasses and he writes like he draws. I don't, I don't know how much he wants me to say, but he'll give you personal notes. And let's just say the personal notes resemble what you would see on the inside of a porta potty uh, at a yes. fob somewhere. Yeah, they have so, the little cards inside. Oh, it's great. Oh, yeah. He gives some crayons. And he gives too. you crayons. So uh, check him out. Semper Fly, he's going to be on. Maybe, just maybe, if you guys watch. On that day, we'll give away a pair of sunglasses to one lucky listener, except Stephanie Yost, who just won the last. Yeah, he won the show in the book. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to have to be someone else. Unfortunately, yeah. you don't get the aviators because Kevin is too cool to heck. He is I don't know. I don't know yet. That's the thing. Oh, I see, might just I'm give just you my steal them on the way out. I just might give you my old Oakleys. <laughs> I have those. a new pair of Oakleys over here. I'm good. Uh, okay, that's all I got for announcements. You have anything? Uh, no, just go to RevanWars.com. Make sure you click on the event page and sign up for your hikes. Please register on your event rights. Remember. All merchandise for shirts, silkies, etc. that you want for the hike ends two weeks prior to the hike step off. So if you come up day of thinking you're going to get a shirt, pray to God that they're going to have one ready to go or a couple of extras to sell. But two weeks prior, sales end. So get your yeah. shirts. I bought a shirt for my kids from uh, Matt James Reeves. Don't call him Matt. And uh, still have yet to see the Matthew Reeves calling you out live on air. 45 million viewers. He always calls you and now you're calling him and he's right. not to be found. That's right. Do you want to have in my hand? I have a grenade. Not real. This was actually uh, the guy who was on the show last week. Whiskey, whiskey gave me a dummy grenade. How awesome is that? So, Boom. Oh, I'm just kidding. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that wasn't cool. Let's do that to a guy with a anxiety disorder. Anyway. <laughs> 
anyways, that's all I got. So I think, uh, let's see, we're actually running good on time. This is crazy. It's so uh, good. I don't have that anything. That you could get some damn good coffee from 22 Sierra Coffee. I don't company. have anything as far as, I do have a few things news around the AOR, but what we'll do is we'll go to uh, Polly first and then, because one of the, there's a big, there's a big story going on out there. A big story. Uh, involves the Air Force and it's, it's once again something that makes me say, holy shit, why Should have stayed in. Air Force? No. You know what? Pull it up. Pull up number five. Uh, no. <laughs> it's uh, So the Air Force, uh, I, guess, I forget what they call that, your standards for uniforms. It's just a name for it. It's like uniform or policy of whatever. There's a name. It's like official military name. Uh, the Air Force is going to allow air- airmen to put their hands in their pockets. Son of a bitch. They're going to allow them to put their hands in their pockets. Marines have been fighting this for years. Uh, everyone has been fighting this for years. And I can't... Uh, okay, listen. And we talked about this last week with the uh, Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force playing video games. And everyone's... And playing. got wrecked. Yeah. But the fact that everyone's like, oh, it's such a... It's such a... Should I make fun of her? I'm sorry. Sergeant oh, Bass. no. There, I, we the game on. We're not Okay, like, yeah. You're playing video games. You are, you are literally... And this is going to make Jeremy upset, but it's the truth. You're literally the highest ranked indivi- uh, uh, enlisted individual in the U.S. Air Force, which is by far the most deadly branch in the history of the world. Go ahead. Fight me. It's almost like the Marines have been around longer. In the history of the... Oh, how many how many nukes does the Marines have? Marines are nukes. We are personal nukes on the ground. We nuke, nuke everything we nuke. run into. We just leave it a we leave it a parking lot. You guys leave it a smoldering mess. I'll, I agree. You leave bodies. <laughs> you <laughs> we leave drop bodies. You leave bodies. We vaporize bodies. That's all I'm saying. A little bit of a uh, little bit of what do we call that sibling rivalry going on here? But yes, the Air Force is now officially. And you make it too easy, guys. Come on. What I, I want. This is what I want. I want an article that says uh, Air Force to exceed PT standards of the U.S. Marine Corps. And I'd be like, yes, finally, we got some brass balls over there. They're like, no even, more stationary bikes. Even no more to make time. that statement would be, but no. Air, last week was the, the Sig Sauer gun. They want it smaller and lighter. And it's like, come on, guys, you're killing me. I am a proud Air Force veteran. No, we got to go, gotta go big or go you're, home. You're man. messing with me. So, uh, yeah, that's the biggest news story, I think, of the week. Yeah, uh, which is kind of embarrassing, but that's a big-ass news story, especially for Air Force, because you guys finally become civilized. That's right. All right, now it's 8.15. We can bring on uh, Polly. Oh, I forgot. Quick shout-out. Uh, Jeff Morris, Legion 8. Uh, we were talking on um, uh, the Instagram this week, and I said, I'm going to wear your shirt this week. Uh, Legion 8, uh, he lost eight guys over in Ramadi, Iraq, back in 2004 to 2006. I can't remember which one it was. 06 was the bad Ramadi thing. But he wrote yeah. a book called Re- Legion Rising. I interviewed him about six months ago. Just look up Jeff Morris. Awesome guy. The book, though tragic, is also filled with redemption, meaning he 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 persevered over, over everything. But I, I read that book and I was like, God damn, how do I not know? It's up there with like... Uh, Scott Husing's book. Um, oh yeah, which I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, uh, Rama, um, Echo and Ramada. Echo and Ramada. Yeah, yeah, it's it's up there. Uh, just great book. Check it out. Uh, Legion Eight. It's the Army. He's the Army side of Scott Husing's story. So, oh, yeah, uh, all right, let's pull up Polly. We already showed his video. I was going to do that first, but welcome, Paul. I haven't met you yet. Actually, I guess technically we haven't because we're only on the internet here. But hello, sir. How are you? How are you guys doing? Good to see you. 
We're doing good. So what? Okay, I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna take a guess. I'm thinking North Shore. I'm thinking that you're from the North Shore, maybe Revere, uh, maybe Peabody. That's way north. That's not really the North Shore, but I don't know. You, you, where are you from? Not even close. I'm on the South Shore. Oh, man, I was totally wrong. Damn. You I just, was like, like, totally insulted the oh, guy. Oh, wait, wait. Dorchester? Nope. Milton. Milton, yes. Milton, Mass. I was born in Newton and uh, raised in Burlington. So what we like to say is we weren't raised, we were lowered. <laughs> yeah. No one, it's... Kind of funny, I guess. Uh, welcome to the show, Polly. Uh, thank you, Jeremy. I, I absolutely deserve that. I absolutely deserve that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wanted you to come on uh, because I, I actually have no idea how I saw you. I think it was just an article uh, I ran across because I do a lot of research for the show. Uh, what you're doing is a pretty crazy feat, and I think it resonates well, as I said earlier, with veterans, especially the post 9-11 veterans, because it, literally September 11th, 2001, if that day didn't happen... There's so like, it's it's not it's not even a crossroads. It's like a a 180, or maybe yeah. you just we just transcended a plane of reality, and and life changed completely uh, on that day. What are your what are your thoughts on that? Uh, no question about it. It's, it's it absolutely changed my life. Um, and I you know I know a lot of people that uh, yeah went right into the military. Um, yeah, a, I, uh, a lot of. A lot of folks, it, it was that Pearl Harbor syndrome, I guess you got, not even syndrome, yeah. the Pearl Harbor uh, uh, aspect where we saw, I mean, everyone saw it, you know, it was, it, it, ha it happened to happen right when technology was at the point where we could just uh, witness the deaths of 3,000 people. So it, it wasn't one of those things that affected the people who were at Pearl Harbor. It affected the people who watched, and what, what I mean by, you know, back then you had to wait to the news roll. It, it, it affected everyone. And that was, that was absolutely insane. For that to uh and and you were up at boston working at that time yeah I, I came in the night before i was a flight attendant with united and uh that was the route i worked uh oh, boston geez. to la um one flight 175 i came in the night before at eight o'clock i landed in boston and um, that crew went out the next morning so oh shit were you were you yeah. uh familiar with the crew at all oh yeah i knew them all i knew i, I was fine with them for the two months before that the reason why i wasn't with them that that was the first that first trip of the month. I just I couldn't hold that schedule, um, yeah. seniority wise. That's why. So I, uh, uh, but the two months before that, I was with them, and uh, I knew that you know Boston was a small base. It still yeah. is for United flight attendants, and uh, so we all knew each other. But uh, yeah, that's that's you know, total insanity. I have to yeah. say, first of all, I like that picture behind you. Uh, yeah, this guy here. It's actually signed uh, by the guy who killed him. <laughs> I like that. Team team never quit. Little shout out to those guys down there. But that's Rob O'Neill's signature. I'm pretty, uh, it's one of my prized possessions because, yeah, none of us like UBL. I think they call it, I think it's CIA called him, CIA called him UBL. But um, yeah, uh, I, I didn't realize, I didn't realize that you were so close uh, with the folks that were involved there. And I, I guess that makes sense. I mean, it was United. And what were the other flights? There was United 93. There was once, go ahead. The, 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 there were four flights, two left out of Boston. American 11 was the first one. I was going to the West Coast. It was a 767 wide body. Yeah. Then, then United 175 was a, the crew that I knew. That was a 767 wide body. Those two hit the towers. Then there was okay. uh, American Flight 77. That was a 757. That went into the Pentagon. And then the United 93. That was a 757. And okay. that went into Shanksville. Um 
So all those, those four planes, the cockpits are all the same. Pilots yeah. can fly either a 57 or a 67. The difference is the two out of Boston that were going to the West Coast were wide bodies. And they were the first flights out in the morning. We liked working them because they were empty all the time. Nobody, you know, there were three class, first class business and coach. Yeah. And, um, from what we found out, they were riding our flights watching us. And they saw that, you know, once we get 10,000 feet, we get up out of our jump seats, pull the curtains between the cabins. And uh, so everybody in the back can't see what's going on, you know, in business. The business can't see what's going on in first class. And in the first flight out in the morning, there was usually never anybody in first class. You couldn't upgrade. If you had bought a ticket you could, and you were a coach and you wanted to upgrade, uh, you could only upgrade one cabin, which you could only get up to business. You could never upgrade into first. So okay. first class was always empty, except that morning, there was the difference between the first plane, the American Flight 11, and the second plane was American 11 had one passenger in first class. And um, my flight 175, they had more. They had, they had two ticket agents that were sitting, that were riding the plane on vacation, sitting uh -huh. in first class. Uh, there was two pro hockey scouts, Ace Bailey, who played for the Bruins, and Mark Bavis. They, uh, they were scouts for the LA Kings. They were sitting in first class. So the difference in, you know, I, I can't say for sure, but I, you know, we have all, we've all seen that second plane banking, and it almost looks like it's going to miss the tower. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I swear they were trying to take that cockpit back. There were some guys on board, you know, that I knew. Al was a retired cop. He uh, just came to work for United 10 months before that. And there was Michael. Uh, he was engaged. Him and Amy they were engaged to be married. There were some guys on board. So it didn't go as easy on the second plane. I believe, you know, it's just, yeah. you, know, you know, I don't like to talk about the scenarios. Of, uh, we've heard no. of what, what happened up there, but it wasn't pretty. You know what I mean? It was pretty yeah. gruesome. And, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's and I have a question that addresses that in a few few minutes here. But um, uh, something you said initially uh, really made me think because it's one of the we all have our issues. We all deal with with stuff, not just veterans, everybody, everybody deals with stuff. And one of the things that that really affects me psychologically is we did a lot of um, flying bodies, right? Flying people who are killed in action out of out of theater and. The, the thing that gets me, and it's like this weird mind, it's not a mind trick, I guess you could call it, you get into the metaphysical or something, but whenever I meet a veteran who is wounded or who just, who, who is just there, who is uh, in Iraq or something, I feel like the chance, the chance encounter that the man that I flew or woman that I flew back who was a KIA could easily have been the person that I'm talking to right now. There's no difference. There's no difference in those people, right? There's no difference in the people that were killed versus the people that are still living. It's just circumstance. You found yourself mm -hmm. in one circumstance and then the other person found themselves in another mm -hmm. circumstance. And, yeah. and it, it, it hits me emotionally because I feel, and I, I don't know, am I, am I like, does this make sense? I, I feel yeah, like yeah. I'm talking to the people that I've lost and it's such a weird thing and I've never been able to get over that. And hearing your story and even talking to you, it sounds like you easily could have been a statistic on that day if it wasn't for what, a scheduling issue, if it was yeah. whatever. Well, you know, and I'm not alone with that. There's a lot of these stories, um, crew members that are, it's pretty crazy. Some of the stuff, one girl I know called in sick cause she was drunk the night before. And yeah. you know, she lives in it because the girl will get called in you know, it was brand new, only flying for 10 months. So she's living with that. There's other yeah. people that traded into the trip and then traded out. That's so what we used to trade our trips all the time. So there's a lot of stuff that people, I know that 
what I'm doing. You know, I didn't realize. I know it now. But, you know, uh, how this is spiraled into it's gotten as big as it has. I'm so grateful for that because other people, have, you know, get, I feel the healing going around. You're not just, uh, you know, of course, it's be- I, I benefit from this in my own whatever. Yeah. But the main reason really for me doing this was for the crew members' families. I thought sure. about them every year. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, but they're, 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 you know, the sisters, their brothers, their cousins, their nieces, and nephews of these crew members, and nobody ever stood up and said that their family member was a hero. I mean, really, I mean, there was no military training here for these crew members, but yeah. they had no choice but to go to hand hand combat that morning. You know what I mean? Sure. And, to, and, and we've heard the phone calls from these crew members. They called us on the ground, telling us where these terrorists are seated. They gave us information, and to me, it was mind-boggling how they ever pulled it off. You know, yeah. they knew nobody. I say it all the time. As they were first first responders in 9-11. And they, uh, you know, as a police, fire, or any other first responder, when they were in trouble, they called for help. These guys knew there was no help coming, but they still kept going. They still kept, they knew it was over, but they still kept going. So yeah. it's, it's, it's uh, without any training. It's just mind-boggling to me. It's, you know. It's, it, it's when people face certain death and they do it not only with dignity, but with, uh, 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 I guess, acceptance of the end and not going down without a fight. I mean, mm-hmm. when I hear stories like that, uh, it, there was a, a story called, uh, anthropoid anthropoid. It was a mission from the, I want to say they were Belgian might've been Hungarian. No, where's boot. No, that's Budapest is Hungary. It doesn't matter. Wherever Prague, where's Prague. North of Hungary. Okay. Is it Hungarian Prague? No. So it was these, it was these, they made a movie about it. It was these guys that jumped behind enemy lines to kill uh, one of Hitler's top dogs, right? And they knew they were going to die. And they were like, well, we're going to die anyways. And so many people are going to die anyways. And, and that always, it sounds morbid or whatever, but it's also an inspiration that people can look beyond their mm. own lives to sacrifice for, for others. It's, it's, and I think a lot of people, I, you know, nine 11, obviously it showed vulnerabilities and it showed, um, that anything could happen at any time, but it also showed the human spirit. And it's, it's the, one of the biggest mind benders of the entire event is the fact that we look back on nine 11 and we say, Holy shit, that was terrible. And then we look back on nine 12 and we say, how do we get that back? So surprisingly, they kind of, I mean, not to interrupt, um, but they had um, the first baseball game. I think it was Yankee Stadium. They had a baseball game. They went, went the next day, and that was like their big, you you can't rattle us. You can't shake us. Yes, this was a horrible thing, but they I mean, they had a baseball game go the next day, and it's, a, it's America's pastime. That's yeah. the way to do it. It brought like... I'm getting choked up thinking about it. Just millions of people across the country yeah. and the world. Just baseball. We get. We just yeah. had the worst tragedy on our freaking U.S. soil like that yeah. in a long time. Let's hold our heads up high and watch some freaking baseball. And that's amazing. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's how we do it. We persevere and we push through and we can move on with life and not let it phase us. That's kind of what. That's how I see it at least. Sure, Polly. How do you feel about that phenomena? That that nine twelve phenomena. Well, it's funny that you brought up the baseball thing. Um, um, I could just tell you what I experienced after 9-11, how everybody came. You know, we all we all saw how the country came together. But it, it always bothered me that, that these guys were overshadowed. I understand why it happened. They were overshadowed 
with all the heroics of what everybody else did, the firemen, the police, you know, with the towers and all that. But um, so what I'm finding out now, what's going on now is I'm getting that feeling again. People are, what can I do? What can I help? Because they understand, you know, what I'm doing is, is right. You know, it needs to be done. It was, you know, these guys need to be recognized. And, uh, and, and I'm so grateful for that. But some woman contacted me um, about, I don't know, four months ago, maybe. And she said she heard my story and she told her daughter, who is engaged to Pete Alonzo of the New York Mets. And they have a foundation called Homeless for Heroes. So this is mind-boggling. All I ever wanted was national coverage. That's all, I've already, you know, I have already feel like I've, I've accomplished my mission with national coverage because these crew members' families are from all over the country. And that's already been done by this one act that's going to happen. So they have Homeless for Heroes. And when I come into Ground Zero on September 11th, pushing that beverage cart, the Yankees are playing the Mets that night, September 11th, on the 20th anniversary. The two New, two New, York, two New York baseball teams on the 20th anniversary, and they invite me on the field. Awesome. Hell yeah. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Now, That's... Uh, I just, you know, right, right after that, I found that out. I said, That's it. I, I got the national coverage I need. It hasn't stopped since, but so. I'm on this podcast because of what uh, you guys, I know you guys understand. I know you guys understand. Oh, yeah. You know, you just, you know, these guys, were, they were Americans on them airplanes. You know, and they deserve yep. to recognize that. They stood up to terrorism that morning at 8 o'clock in the morning. They stood up to it. Let's recognize it. Did they ever get the um? Uh, what's that civilian award that the? It's like the Medal of Honor, but for civilians. Uh, did the did the crew members ever get that? No, and it's funny because I I don't know much about that, but I thought about that. They really should. I think they should. You know, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. They give it to politicians because I don't know politicians do politicians shit. Yeah. But these people sacrifice their lives, and yeah. um, I mean, you know, I've been to to the uh, United ninety three site. And you know that those. I mean, they, they have proof through the phone calls that these, yeah. these folks were just like, you know what? Let's take it back. And yeah. it's the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Yes, that's what it is. So, yeah. uh, uh, and and we got to just repeat because um, some folks jump in uh, late, but we have uh, Polly. Is it Venato? Veneto? Venito. We have Polly Venito from Polly's Push. You can check him out on Polly'sPush.com. And for the uh, Marines, got to spell it out. It's P A U L I E S Push. Dot com. I, Damn, I'm I was sorry. Spelling it wrong. I know. The whole you, were, time. you were spelling it wrong. Uh, so, when did you come up with this idea to put? I mean, it's crazy. You're going to push a cart from the gate all the way down to to uh, ground zero. Where did this come up? What, what, how did you figure this out? You know, it baffles me that everybody is so amazed at this idea, and I don't understand why. I mean. I, <laughs> I mean, I really don't. I don't understand what's the big deal to me. I mean, uh, I could push a wheelbarrow, but you wouldn't know I was a flight attendant if I pushed a wheelbarrow. That's true. That's you know true. what I mean? It's just, <laughs> I think it comes down to like what, I mean, yeah, you could push a wheelbarrow, but that doesn't show that you were a flight attendant and was honoring something like that. You sure. could push a wheelbarrow and paint it that way, but pushing the cart, that means something. So when you you have something that can go national and when you look at it you're going oh that's the guy who's pushing the cart versus a wheelbarrow it's all about perception and what it looks like and i think that's why people are looking like why is he doing that and you look it up you're like oh shit but if you do that and you're like i'm pushing a wheelbarrow no one's like oh, well, he's pushing a wheelbarrow yeah. i thought he was yeah. going to work so wh where did you come up with the idea 
Well, I just, I, I don't know. To be honest with you, it was about five years ago, and I said, you know something, I got to, um, you know, I got to recognize these guys, and, and I got to do something that nobody's ever done. And uh, and one thing I know about is pushing beverage cards. I pushed them all over the world, except at 30,000 feet. Yeah. So uh, I know nobody's pushed one on the ground this far. And I said, that's what I'll do. I'll just push it right from the gate. And uh, so that was, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like a, I had a brainstorm or I had a, a think <laughs> tank or anything. It was just, all right, I'll just push a beverage cart. And I didn't have the beverage, beverage cart. I, I, pushed, I brought it out for the first time March 1st uh, into a park. And okay. it wasn't the second day I was in the park, some guy finally saw me the first day and the second day and he asked me what I was doing. And at this point, the beverage cart was just regular. I had no signs on it or anything. So I explained to what I was doing, and it wasn't an hour later. He posted it on Facebook, and it went viral. Next thing you know, news stations are calling me, and it was just crazy. God, that's so, great. Did you did you modify it at all so you have, like, better bearings or wheels that roll a little better? Or is this a straight-up what we would call a stock beverage cart? It's a stock beverage You know something? The first thing everybody asked me, you need different, different tires. You need this, you need that, you need this. <laughs> um, so far, I've had the same tires on it nice. uh, since March 1st on the pavement. But do I, have- do, I I bought extra sets just in case. Sure. And I got a second beverage cart. And I, because hot, I got to go 40 miles on an old, um, an old railroad bed for 40 miles in the woods in Connecticut. Wow. So these tires won't make it on the railroad bed. So yeah. I got some air tires and my other other beverage cart that I'll use when I'm in there. But oh, I've thought it out pretty much. I, you know, every, everything that people suggest, I ask me. I've already thought it out. You know, so. nice. Do you? And I assume you've been asked this before too. Do you have beverages in the beverage cart? No, no, no. no. Okay, just, okay. Just, I got a little cooler with some ice waters. Not alcohol, Jeremy. I'm He's like, is there about... whiskey? Can I get? Can I get two? Can I get two? I'm a fan of bourbon, just a little bit. Just a little. Well, bit some people, have, you know, when they look at the route, and they name a couple of areas along the route. They suggest certain type of alcohol I should have for those areas, <laughs> but I'm not going to mention them. <laughs> awesome. So everyone, check out Polly's Push dot uh, uh, com to check out everything here. I, I'm going to ask you some questions. Um, Kind of about like your your post nine eleven years. You you when did you retire? How how long ago was that? Two thousand eleven was uh, August two thousand eleven was the last time I flew. Okay, uh, have you had any struggles yourself over the years? When when I guess when you stopped flying or during flying itself? Oh yeah, well after nine eleven, I was prescribed pain medication for a back problem. God, and I didn't know it was pain. It was it was called Norco. That was the pill. Sure, very and. So it was a muscle relaxant. And so I proceeded on an opiate addiction. I flew for 10 more years after 9-11 and, you know, progressed into the Oxycontin. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it was just insanity. I mean, I've always said to the press right from the start, right when I started this, that I have no problem t- talking about my addiction, but I don't want to spend the whole time talking about my addiction until I get to New York and recognize these guys. And then after that, it's fine. But I understand yeah. it's important for people. To, I got to carry the message of hope to people that have been down this road that they can yeah. come out of it. I'm 62 years old. I'll just tell you, it's a miracle I made it out of where I was, that I lasted as long as I did on an airplane, strung out the way I was. Um, you know, I had 
I didn't realize the anger and the issues that I had. I, that, that's why I saw that picture. That's what I thought about for 10 years. Every time I got on an airplane, I wanted, I wanted revenge. I wanted payback. And I knew I wasn't going to get it. I knew there was no way to get it. So I had this turmoil going on inside me. And the, and the progression of the addiction was just fueled it. Every year, 9-11 would come up, fueled it, fueled it, fueled it. And um, so I'm just grateful that, you know, it'll be six years. I'll be clean when I come in on September 11th into ground zero. And uh, so it is, it's, it's an opportunity to, to carry the message. I know there's so many people that struggle with this, whatever reason. Um, I know that it's possible to come out of it. I'm living proof. And the, and the age doesn't make a difference. Yeah. I, uh, I know a lot of guys that are you know, a lot younger than me that I've been able to, you know, bring a little hope into their life that give them a spark. And, uh, you know, I know for myself, I got eight brothers and sisters, and no matter what they told me, there's something about the disease of addiction. It seems like family members try to help, but they, the, the message doesn't penetrate. It's usually a stranger. And that's how it happened with me. It was like my brothers and sisters, you know, they, they were watching me, you know, literally dying. And, uh, and they couldn't do anything, no matter what they said to me. Not that I wasn't listening. It's just that you're caught up in it. But when sure. some strange person that you've never met before, they bring, I don't know what it is. So I know that I've been able to do that for other people. So, you know, yeah. not only am I recognizing these crew members, but at the same time, I know that my story is going to help a lot of people. And, oh. uh, and that's really what it's all about. No Just doubt. Help, help the next person. No doubt. And, and, uh, you know, there's always that, uh, judgment factor that comes with that. And as a medical provider myself, it's one reason why I won't write opiates because it's not your fault. It's nobody's fault, right? Someone writes no. you a medicine and you say, okay, this is going to make me feel better. And it's, it's, it's human chemistry that, that, that addiction can come there. And I mean, it, you know, we talk about COVID, we talk about all these things and I, I've, I've heard nothing but silence about addiction over the last year. And yep. people are, are, I forget how many are dying a day. It's mm. like 150 dying a day of, of opiate or, addiction, yeah, something addiction, like that. Yep. And it's like, Jesus Christ, we got to, Anyways, we, we could go in the, the, yeah. the weeds with that. Um, next question. Hold on. I got to find it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I guess the next one would be, obviously, there's a, a crossover there with veterans, right? Veterans struggle mainly for the fact that we don't like to talk about our issues. We don't want to yeah. show any weakness. What, what advice do you have for the veteran community if they are struggling right now? Like what, uh, mentally, physically, whatever. What, what advice do you have them to overcome adversity? Um. Well, I think, you know, see, everybody's different. I, I know that nobody's walked in my shoes and I've never walked in anybody else's shoes. So it's, it's, it can be touchy to, to try to give anybody any type of advice. Right. Um, but I could just tell anybody that might be struggling in their head with um, whatever issue it might be that I know that keeping it inside isn't healthy. You know, I know I, for years I was locked up inside myself and, uh, and had to put on the mask in front of the public on the airplane. And uh, I, 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 it amazes me I survived as long as I did. And so I think the, the benefit I got was when I finally just threw my hands up and, uh, and was able to voice it and talk to somebody and just constantly, constantly, constantly to the point I was getting myself tired. Um, you know, I was getting some relief. I didn't realize it. But I was around other people that I could see you know, I didn't, I didn't realize I was getting well, but because I was around people that were doing the same thing as I was doing, I could yeah. see other people getting well in front of me. 
But that, that moment I realized because I was there doing the same thing they, they were doing, I was getting well too. I didn't know it, but I saw with my own two eyes someone someone that was just like me that had the same addiction or whatever, and I could see them and, and and I could literally watch them change, you know, as days go by. As long as I was showed up there and I I could witness it, and yeah. I, I, I'd be mind boggled. I say, "Geez, look at this guy! I remember him two weeks ago. Now look at him! It, it, I could pro- I could see the process happen in front of me." Little did I realize it was happening to me too. So anybody that's out there that's struggling, you can I know what I, for me, I couldn't do this thing alone. I needed the help of others. And uh and I guess I always tell anybody, just show up to where the where the answer is, whatever problem you have. If you show up there, the transmission line will happen, which is one person helping another person. That's God to me. Is he I I say it all the time that the God is in humans to me. Human beings have saved my life. You know, yeah. strange human beings that came into my life. All I had to do was show up there. And uh, so I, I, I feel for anybody that's struggling, whatever the situation is. And uh, But the, I know that we can come out of it with the help of each other. You know what I mean? And that's, you, that's really how it works. I'm, I'm smiling right now. And I was looking at Jeremy because you are describing the mission of the organization that we belong to called the yep. Reverend Warriors. It's about getting amongst the community. It's about saying, hey, do you know what? I, I've buried this for 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, and I feel like a weak person. And then you you find out, holy shit, there's other people just like me dealing with these same exact issues. And and you get together and you realize this isn't a weakness at all. And and, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, I was listening to you talking. I'm like, are you sure you don't work for, for Red and Wars? <laughs> so um, I just realized we had you on for almost a half hour. Uh, let's let's pull up. Uh, Jeremy, can you pull up number three? I want to show him his route. How can folks um, get involved with this, Polly? How can they uh, watch you go along or maybe donate to the, the cause? How, how can folks who are watching and listening get involved? Well, the, uh, if you go on the website, as you got up there, um, the, uh, if, if you click on it, uh, I don't know where it is on there, but it'll bring it up and it'll show you each town. That's showing the distance. Uh, but I think if you click somewhere, uh, up on the right-hand side somewhere, and, and, and then click the map again, it brings up each town. So a lot of flight attendants, a lot of people that have been contacting me, they um, – they wanted to know where I was going to be and what town and what day and whatever. But we have a, a guy that has designed a camera that's going to be on top of the beverage cart. Oh, and, nice. Uh, yeah, so there we go. And now you can zoom in and it'll show you each town. And so, but you'll be able to follow me, you know, because there'll be a camera on top of the beverage cart. So you'll know where I am at what day or whatever. So, because, you know, I want people to come out and walk with me. Why not? I mean, a lot of flight attendants that live along the way, all different airlines are going to be meeting me. Uh, we just found out that the Mass Transit's MBTA is going to have a shuttle boat to bring me off the airport. They were going to escort me through the tunnel, but it was too dangerous. So I just yeah. found out tonight that they're yeah. going to have a shuttle boat. But uh, And, yeah, of course, donating uh, to, to the causes, which are um, for the crew members' families, uh, whatever nonprofit organization they have, half the money's going there. And the other half is going to my best friend, Kevin Stevens, a hockey player. He's got a foundation called um, uh, PowerForward25.com. And that is uh, his sister, Kelly's, Kelly Wilson. She's, a, she's the one that really, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. She coordinated this whole thing for me. And uh, so half the money will go to helping people in recovery, you know, find housing or whatever. And uh, so it, it's turned out to really 
to be uh, helpful all around for a lot of people. All I got to do is push this beverage cotton. You know, so I, <laughs> I get the easy part. Yeah. Well, Polly, I really appreciate it. I could talk to you for four more hours, but uh, we can't do that to you. So uh, I appreciate you coming on. My screen just went by. Oh, no, it's back. Uh, for folks who want to check out again, it's Polly's Push, P-A-U-L-I-E-S. Not Y, not two L's, P-A-U-L-I-E-S, Push.com. Uh, uh, get involved. Help this guy out. And I mean, this is just a, an incredible thing. And I mean, you're reaching people because it's not when it, I can't tell you how many times I, I see you know, news articles. I'm like, ah, okay, okay. But I saw your article and I saw what you're doing. I'm like, I got to talk to this guy because this is just fantastic what you're doing. And with the 20 years coming up, I can't even, mm. 20 years is coming up. That blows my mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's important. It's important because there's a whole generation of kids now that, that weren't alive. No then. idea. And so they got to say, yeah, yeah. So awesome. Polly, thank you for coming on and sharing your time with us. And thanks, guys. Thank you, guys, for your service. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. My father's a World War II, was a World War II Marine. So, oh, seven five, man. There Thank you. Go. Yeah. Well, it was our pleasure. No, what do we say? Yeah. Best job we ever had. Best job we ever had. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Paul. Take care. Take okay. care. See, that's why I want to do the one on one, like the NP. I call the, it the NPR full stuff. Yeah. yeah because I could really talk to him for hours. That. Dude, that guy was so freaking interesting. Holy I mean, shit. yeah, our views went up. And now that your face is back up, it's back down. We just got to pull him back. I'm just no. kidding. I'm totally so, kidding. You know what I did? Like, I was thinking, <laughs> right, like, like when you fly, it's almost like your waitress. Sometimes you talk to your waitress, hey, what are you doing? But it's like you're you're in their lives for about 30 minutes to two hours, maybe right. three hours, five hours, whatever it is. And, and you know, it, it's, it's it, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, you don't care about them. But you, you don't think about them. And, and you realize that, you know, this guy's got his own struggles, got his own things that he's dealing with. And then he's doing this to raise awareness for, for 9-11. Man, right. awesome guest. It's amazing. It's a, uh, that's a hell of a distance, I'm too. Gonna say, I'm going to go ahead and say guest of the year 2021. Me? Oh, thanks. I'm just kidding. No, that was that was, no, that Max. was really good. Oh, man, we lost your camera, so you might want to get <laughs> up and... Um, see, I told okay. you, that's gonna it's going to go ahead and time out if you don't touch it. Well, I did. Now, I, I touched his it. camera I for it. all you perverts in the chat. Here, I'm going to be off mic. Don't you talk about me. Bring up Mr. Boss. <laughs> And then I'll let you start with Mr. Boston. Oh, Mr. Boston, how you doing, sir? Pretty good. How we doing? All right. Good, man. Good. Thanks for coming on to the onto the show. Glad to have you here. Um, first question, man. What branch were you in? Don't say Marines. If he says Marines, I'm gonna love you even more. Hoorah! He said hoorah. That's it. That's enough said. Kevin's just left the room. It's <laughs> about time we got him out of here. I don't need to go anywhere right now. I'm good. Air Force. See you later. No, right. seriously, that's the best food I've ever had in my life in the Air Force. I was We best, saw their base once or twice. Best food in the Air Force. I can't disagree because when they're like, we're coming into the chow hall for uh, steak and lobster. Hey, listen, listen, for the record, when I was overseas, we had shit food. Uh, I, we had to go to the KBR. He's like, we had filet. It was we shit. had, it was the driest filet. They didn't even wrap it in bacon. <laughs> no, no. To be honest with you, the army motherfuckers, I'm going to say they had KBR. We didn't have KBR. And you went oh. over there and you're like, it's fried chicken. It's ice cream. We used, I shit you not. We would take <laughs> a, a, a Toyota Hilux yes. <laughs> across the desert to go to the army yep. base just so we could eat their food. Yeah. We didn't have good food. Go over to Bali 
Hot Air Base. It's not very good. When they have or, a Starbucks, a McDonald's, uh, when they had a Dippin' Dots, I mean, no big deal. You're only in the middle of Iraq. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't Starbucks. It was called... No, they had a Starbucks. Oh. Camp Victory, yeah. Really? Yeah. See, I was at... I'm going to get my mocha chocolate fucking shit-ass drink that's a grande, which is really mean large, which is 20, which is not even large. So. But anyways... Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. A so salty. I guess we Sorry. have back we to have, Boston. We have someone <laughs> right. here. Hey, do you know what I say about people that are like, "Oh, Air Force, did you have five? Yeah, I went to a five-star hotel because I joined the Air Force and I went to be an officer and I chose to fly motherfucking planes. I'm gonna pull a weekend at Bernie's. Go ahead and take it away, Kevin. <laughs> Listen, hey, Mr. Boss. I don't know why we're calling you Mr. Boston. For some reason, that name just call him Boston. He said Boston. Boston, Boston George. Boston Judge. Remember that? What movie is that from? No I idea. Fucking no. Boston Judge. That was the guy. Uh, he doesn't even know. No, no, no. I do. It was. Who's the weird guy? <laughs> oh my god! He look doesn't... up. Look up. Boston George. It was a great movie. Blow. Blow. Oh yeah. That was a great movie. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I, because my, my camera shut down, I didn't get to go into my initial questions for you. Uh, the first one was, it dawned on me, how lazy were your great-great-grandparents or great-great-great-grandparents that they're just like, hey, what's your last name? I don't know, I'm from Boston. You could call me Jebediah Boston. <laughs> I don't you know. know just- that's a valid question. Uh, I know they, they immigrated from Germany and then, I don't know, maybe they got off the boat in Boston Unch- and they just picked that name. Unschbuschten. In Bustenheimen. What? Okay. What about Hyman? I'm going to be in trouble now because I'm characterizing a whole group of people. Um, No, you're probably right. It's probably exactly how it happened. Uh, I was apparently in O'Sullivan, Bova. uh, Bova came across. O'Sullivan didn't. Bovine? Uh, And I might as well put people to sleep with this crap. Okay. So uh, you were in the Marine Corps. What years did you serve if you haven't already answered? Uh, So it's kind of interesting. I was, uh, from your last guest, I was in from 97 to 05. And, uh, which was, which was weird. So I had the pre nine 11, I had the post nine yeah. 11 Marine Corps. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you the post nine 11 Marine Corps also had money opposed yep, to yep. the not pre. Um, so it was kind of a, it was kind of a weird time. It was like, she was the same, the same thing, but all of a sudden we had budget and gear and we, we, we fucking shit worked. It wasn't broke. Yeah. Um, ready to kill shit. That's why. Yeah. Do you know what's uh, weird? You you say that, and we actually we have a pre nine eleven, we have a post nine eleven, and now what we have is a post a post Iraq Afghanistan force. I don't even know what that looks like. I don't oh, know I was going to call it, it post millennial force, but it could be post. <laughs> no, 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 it'd be Zoomers. They're called Zoomers. But do you realize that there's a whole like there's a new there's a new genre of soldier airman sailor that is coming up through the ranks right now and they don't know iraq they don't know afghanistan they don't know any of that shit does that blow your mind blows my mind it does but i i think we need to get out of there we're, we're not obviously as we leave we've all 20 years hasn't accomplished anything we're just going to throw more human death and suffering and money at it I so agree. True. without getting too uh, political it's it's time to stop breaking people over there i i, I agree however uh, jeremy pull up uh I guess we got to talk to you about your hike, but this is more interesting. Pull up um, uh, number four. This this made my blood boil a little the bit. Taliban workout. One. Yeah, the only reason why this made my blood boil is because uh, I, I thought about ISIS when they took over all the, the bases hell? in Does Iraq. Do click on the link. Yeah, this post is deleted by the original. Why? Reddit has become. Yeah, Reddit, it's gone. Reddit is just. You can't post anything. Anyways, it was a video of the Taliban. Working out and see if you can find it when we talk about it. It may be on YouTube or I don't even know where you'd find it. But the Taliban are working. Two of you. 
they're they're working out on in American gyms on American equipment drinking america like you know the it, it's like what and it just brought back it brought back that thought of when we saw mosul fall and then when we saw kirkuk fall i don't remember if kirkuk fall i believe it did uh and then we saw all basically all the way heading down and i'll i'll um uh what the fr- i was gonna say altercatum but that's a uh, fallujah like it made it all the way down there and then you start thinking and this is a bad place to go don't go here veterans but you start thinking well, what the hell did we fight for what the heck were we were we fighting for? Let's 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 hear your oh, opinion yeah, on that. Let's hear your opinion on that. Like if I think uh, I've seen footage of places that I've walked, carried a gun, fought over, uh, changed hands, and I just you know what was what I don't know. I, I I don't want to dwell on it. I think of the other deployments I did before Iraq. Uh, it seemed to be this. You know, it felt like I had accomplished something, uh, but in retrospect now, it doesn't. I guess I get my version of the Vietnam War vet thing of what the hell was the point? Yeah. How do you, how do you keep yourself? And it sounds like you don't, (laughs) how do you keep yourself from going to that dark place? That, that, that part where you say, what did we fight for? I, I, if I can just chime in, well, actually, I want to hear your answer, but then I have um, an answer from the great, um, uh, CZ colon Lopez, but go ahead. Let me, let me hear your thought on it. You know, I, uh, my answer is I just, I just lock it away and I just try to, I try to connect with uh, all the buddies I serve with and just talk about all the hilarious, crazy shit we got away with and we did. And oh, I don't yeah. dwell on, you know, was what we did an accomplishment. I just dwell on the fact that we all, we came back, we're here, we're still talking to each other, we're hanging out, our families are hanging out, we get to do stuff and we get to have it. But if I dwell on that point, I just go in circles and it, it, it I don't go too dark. I just get so pissed off that I can't be around my family. So I, I try not to go there and I just try to reach out. Yeah, I guess I guess, I guess that's the best way to think of it, right? You look at like when we go there and and you're getting shot at or whatever the situation is, you're not like I'm doing this because uh, President Bush or President Obama or President Biden or President Trump. I'm doing this. No, you're doing it because you put your you you signed your name on the line. Uh, you're now where you're, <laughs> where you're destined to be. And so it becomes, and this sounds so cliche, but it does, it becomes the people to your left, to your right, it becomes yeah. the people, everyone that's around you. And that's, that's really, I mean, if you, if you, if you start thinking about sacrifices as something that, uh, or futile, then, you know, I, I don't know. You're just going to go to areas where you, I don't think you'll be able to recover from. <laughs> well, I, I think it comes down to me personally for me, and this is not a plug, even though it's here. I we personally use what's those two words there? Not irreverent warriors. Dark humor. Dark humor. Dark humor. That's what we use. We we use humor, albeit very dark, to get past those days. And I'm talking nothing off the table. Like yeah. There's nothing that gets by me, as you know, of me being banned on Facebook for the third time. Um, <laughs> dark humor is what gets us through this, and that's the whole point of being a part of this organization. Is we use humor and camaraderie. Yeah. To improve mental health. That's literally what we do. That's what we're here for. And we're here for, and I, I don't want to speak out of line, I guess, for irreverent warriors, but we're here for each other. So it's like, I sometimes here find myself, I, what's that? Here for the humor. I sometimes, <laughs> yeah, I sometimes find myself guarded and it's like, well, a civilian, and it's like, but this, at this point during the hike, it's not about the civilian. It's about me not being guarded as to what I can say and where I can go with my thoughts. And that is the part of the hikes that are and not are, offing myself. That's literally the bottom line. Yeah, right. I mean, that, that, to me, the bottom line is just being who we were. And yes, Air Force veterans, combat veterans, operators, uh, also go down to dark places. We all know that. Um, so, yeah. 
What's that? Yeah, Chow Hall. Uh, Four-star hotels. Let me tell you about this place I went to once in Oman, Jordan. Did you ride your bike there too? What's funny is the week I got back from being there, our plane broke, five-star hotel. My buddy, same same job, just different crew. Uh, they go to the hotel and they were, I'm not laughing. Okay, dark humor. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> there was a wedding downstairs and a suicide bomber hit the freaking five-star hotel. And it's like the the humor in that is, okay, there's some tragedy there. But we always brag about going to a five-star hotel in some Middle Eastern country, and the suicide bombers don't care. They don't. They will find you and still fuck up your day. Oh yeah, um, completely. Yeah. So I guess you got a hike. Tell us about your hike. When did you first get involved with the Irreverent Warriors? Okay, let's back into some dark stuff. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> it's back in uh, 2017. Um, my sister, who is a Marine Corps. A Marine Corps veteran as well. Uh, she did the invasion. She was a motor T. She uh, she got in some firefights out there, and I actually got a chance to run into her in Iraq while we were there. No, sure. uh, awesome. I have a pretty good story about how I I might have borrowed a Humvee, um, <laughs> and that and how I kept my rank is because another person went out for me. But you know, I, I brought it back. But I found her. Um, but you know, she came back. She stuck around in, and uh, a couple years later, uh, you know, she she took her life, um, oh, and you know. I was, we was going through that. It was kind of a dark place. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I had a, I had a newborn and family life was good, but you know, stressed from that, you know, just, I don't know, looking for something. I, I ended up just Googling veterans, something. And I ran across this veteran hike and it was in San Francisco back in 2018 and showed up to this just completely confused with this. is just looking for other vets that just, I don't know, unwind, you know, just lose my shit and feel good. And it just was soothing. And from then, I was just hooked. Made it to a bunch of hikes over the years, and then um, the hike in the Bay Area went away uh, just because the coordinator doing it just couldn't I couldn't take it. I think it was he's now the CFO of a IW, um, and I realized, hey, we need to have a hike in the Bay Area at least in, a, in Northern California. And so I started bugging Cindy uh, about two years ago, and just couldn't get through to it. And finally, I cornered her at a hike last year and said, hey, hey, I'll run the San Jose hike, uh, not knowing what I'm asking for, uh, and. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, oops, oops is right. Um, <laughs> and just kind of, uh, kind of led from there. And I said, you know, we got one going here and I'm hoping to, you know, drive some more interest because, you know, the Bay area, you know, there's a lot of people here, but it, it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to make more veteran friends in the Bay area. Um, maybe because we're quiet about how we let out our politics and what we say, yeah. uh, just yep. because it's a, the views here aren't, the, the views here don't necessarily express my personal views, but you know, whatever. Um, you know, maybe we can drive some more of it. I know there's other hikes planned, hopefully uh, in Northern California next year, as I think we're going to get some more people involved. But, you know, all I say is that, um, you know, I, I, I got there, unfortunately, the same way a lot of people come into IW is you know, personal struggles for my piece, uh, my military service, and then, you know, losing someone to this, uh, uh, this thing that's affecting other veterans that, you know, taking their lives. And I don't know, I missed it with my sister, but it, it just one day she was there and one minute day she was gone. And yeah. it was just personal struggles that I didn't pay attention to because I was in my own head. But, you know, we, we, we got to reach out. We got to talk to people. And the only other thing I'll back up from that is, you know, the platform to now, for some reason, with the pandemic, everybody's FaceTiming, they're Zooming, they're doing whatever they want. I, the one thing that I've really realized is I'm now having, you know, cigars once or twice a week um, and talking to five or six or 10 different veterans on a Zoom call uh, now. And, you know, cause you can't always get together. They're in different States. They're farther away. They're down the street, but you know, they got kids and stuff together, bed. they can't run to your house. 
And now I'm having, I think I talk more in the last two years and last year to just veterans all the time. And we're seeing face-to-face connections. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's kind of a, an awesome thing with technology has finally caught up to that. Sure. Yeah. It's one of the, I guess we call it the silver lining of the past oh, yeah, show sure. that was the last almost two years, but yeah, no, I mean, that's how this started. That's how this live broadcast started is, is we just started figuring out a way to Jeremy's making noises over there and found Oops. a way to, to get veterans together any way we can, because it's when you don't, it's when you allow them to isolate that, that that's when the issues happen. That's why we have people overlook this and it's a hard group of veterans to, to reach is your 70, 72, 73, 70, you know, the, your guys who are up there in age, like my neighbor, especially folks who are like uh, widowers or, or whatever widows, um, it, it, it becomes harder and harder. The older you get, the f- oh, yeah. more more distance you have between you and technology and all that. I mean, it, it's it's rough. So with that said, if you're listening and you have neighbors or you have any, I mean, you might have a great uncle that you think is weird because he lives up in northern Vermont on a, uh, a ranch with a 50 cal mounted on the roof. First off, if you have an uncle like that, I want to be his friend. <laughs> Second of all, reach out, reach out and talk to, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Hey, we brought this up a long time ago. What do you do? So you're at uh, Harris Teeter or whatever you have around your place. That's a, a grocery store here. Uh, well, that's, that's more of an officer place. You would probably be a food lion type of guy, maybe an Aldi. Oh yeah. Cause Harris Teeter is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, you're at the grocery store and you see someone that is, uh, you, you know that you can pick out a vet. I can pick out a vet. You look and you're like, I know that guy served. What do you do? Do you go up and you talk to him? Do you talk about irreverent warriors? Do you, what do you Hell do? no. No, I'm totally kidding. Um, every, so I, it also depends on what they're doing. If they're completely engaged in, in, I, I have my business cards in the car. Um, if, if they're engaged and they're actually actively shopping and they're busy with family, et cetera, then I kind of tend to not really try to throw myself at their, hey, yeah, you do it and interrupt your family and they're busy. But if they're just kind of like meandering around, hey, man, I noticed you're kind of, are you a vet? Like, yeah, yeah, man. Have you heard about Reverend Warriors? And usually they'll say no. Yeah. And I throw out, hey, do you, have you heard about Grunt Style? And if you're a vet and haven't heard about Grunt Style, where the fuck have you been? What is this? Can you explain what Grunt Style is? Is it a Grunt a Style? Grunt Style is a uh, <laughs> style of grunts. Uh, they're a shirt clothing company, and they make uh, our stuff. We're also partnered with them. And on top of that, if they don't know who Grunt Style is, the other half is, do you know about Vet TV? And a lot of vets tend to know about Vet TV and not Grunt Style and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So I kind of go through the rigmarole of, hey, do you know about such and such and such and such? And if not, then I educate them on all of it. If not, then you kind of, hey, we're we're par- a part of, of Vet TV and we're partnered with Grunt Style, 22 Sierra Coffee, and we do these veteran suicide prevention hikes. Yeah. And then I get the, oh, really? That's cool. I've been looking to get out. Well, here's my card. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. You can't let it. You know how many times I've looked at some, I, when I was with you, Max, over at, are we using his name? It's not Max. It's, we use, he don't give a shit. So we were we were in um, uh, just a Fourth of July. Yeah, it was a July Fourth thing in downtown Clayton. We're sitting there talking, and I see this guy that's got a blue Falcon shirt on, and I'm like, I gotta go talk to him. And I go over, and I'm like, Hey, man, what's going on? And he was a little guarded. He was like, Oh, who's this dude talking to me? And then and then he was, of course, he's a Marine, and uh, we started chatting about stuff. And now. I've got him enrolled in Warrior Angels Foundation. We chat back and forth all because now, and I keep saying this to myself, and this is to anyone listening, this to anybody. If you have the slightest inclination, if you're like, should I talk to that person? Do it because you never know what, what what's going to change, what's going to help, what's going to, you know, it's just. What's the worst they'll say? No. Yeah. 
Yeah. So anyways, we went on a bit of a tangent there. Uh, August 21st, San Jose, uh, sign up. Where can, Jeremy, or actually, do you know what? Uh, Mr. Boston, where can folks sign up for your hike? It's funny you should ask. I was going to pitch. You should go to Everbright and look up the IW San Jose Ever, hike. Everbright? Eventbrite? Everbright? Bright? What did I say? Everbright? Ev- Everbright. It's Eventbright. It Eventbright. Eventbright. <laughs> you know, I've been saying that for the last like six months. I don't get it right. That's why I've written it down. I post it. I don't have to physically say it. Eventbright. Eventbright. We got you. Eventbright. And, uh, you know, I got like two things if, if you can indulge me for a second. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've run it. into – I ran into somebody getting on a plane uh, – I get in a plane. I'm walking down. I'm walking down the aisle. This is, I think it was on the way to the IW leadership conference back in January, February. And I'm walking down. I look over and this, this guy's wearing, you know, a grunge, uh, uh, grunge style shirt and everything else. And I stop, Hey, are you a veteran? And, and, and he goes, he goes, no. And I go, Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, have a good day. And as I'm walking away, he's, 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 he's telling his wife, yeah, there's the, cause I was wearing uh, a grunge style. I think it was, it was uh, that over pullover uh, fleece black sweater or something I got oh, yeah. a month or two prior in the winter and he goes yeah that's the that's the jacket i was looking for and i'm thinking i'm thinking wow this guy's so into so into it he I thought he would have a better response for it so he's the only non-vet i've ever run into that's wearing it and i'm just yeah. like i was i walked away confused with that whole conversation like he didn't have a follow-up but you know i'm happy they're selling their product it was just like he was decked out <laughs> and i'm just like confused with it some um, people want to operate some people want to be a bro vet so bad Listen, if you want to be a bro vet, grow a beard. Well, first you got to join the military. <laughs> grow a beard, wear a tactical hat like Jeremy, and get an American flag hey, on your hold arm. On. This is an OG IW hat that you cannot get anymore. You got, you're just full of the OG stuff. You mm-hmm. got the shoes, you got the... Just saying. But no, uh, so interesting enough to piggyback off of him, Russell and I, yes, you, Russell. Russell. Russell, I'm talking to you. Russell. Last year, we were walking back from Raleigh Beer Garden, which we shall... Um, we're walking by and there's a local bar next to it. And these two guys were wearing grunt style shirts and we're like, they, they, and they look the full Jack covered in tattoos, grunt style shirts, high and tight, exactly high and tight freaking haircuts. And we're like, Hey man, you guys vets. And they're like, no, (laughs) (laughs) but that's good. That's good for grunt style. Y'all are supporting us. Appreciate it. My wife, my wife wears a grunt style. She wears lots of grunt style. She has one that says, Oh, well, her says, her, her says, oh my God, Becky, look at his beard. Unfortunately, yes. the beard has switched to this glorious mustache. I was just, you know what? I was looking at myself. Uh, pull it up. Pull, pull me up, Jeremy. Come on. Give me my, uh, there we go. It's it's a nice mustache. You got to admit. Who's the guy that we were? The, Nick the, Culpepper. Now, he's got more of kind of like that no, 1980s. Porn stash? Uh, no, the yes. third third baseman for the Mets. He's kind of got that little thing going on. Either that or it's the old school, uh, like from this, Tombstone, just the, the gangly over the lips. Who's that actor that we were talking about a few weeks ago? Uh, Max, you know, the big mustache guy who's got a deep voice like this. We were just talking about him. This mustache is, is uh, yeah. I derailed the yeah, show with yeah, that. Yeah, you uh, fucked that okay, up. Okay, so... <laughs> So uh, yeah, uh, August twenty first, San Jose. We gotta start wrapping up. We're going over. We're going over time here, and if we keep going over, then Facebook. So pulls uh, San, San Jose. Um, we're technically in Los Gatos. We're right outside of San Jose, like five ten minutes from downtown. Um, it's a little smaller city. It's just a suburb. Um, they've been awesome. Uh, the whole city has been awesome, bringing us in. We're doing. Uh, we're starting the hike. We're in the hike in front of a memorial that was just built. Uh, Flames of Liberty uh, veteran uh, organization just built it two years ago. Um, 
but you know, I got to plug the the Los Gatos site that's having it. We kept it saying San Jose because nobody's gonna know where the hell Los Gatos is on a map, but San Jose they they can find it. Yeah, awesome. awesome. Well, I wish you all the luck with your hike. Uh, I, you know what, Jeremy, write this down. I'm gonna make it to the San Jose hike. Uh, put it in there for Wednesday. No, no, it's a Saturday next year. Put it in for next, next year. year. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but no, <laughs> we have a running joke. I say that to every person that comes on. Um, <laughs> and he never shows up to a single hike. I do. I show up to a few. All right. All right. We got to wrap this thing up. Uh, uh, David, thank you for coming on. Uh, you would all be dead if it wasn't for my son, David. Right? <laughs> Another quote? We're just using quotes all the time. I think you're in the wrong industry. You're just movie quoting up. That's not what we're. I don't know what that is. You know what? A long time ago, people used to quote like literature, and now we quote. Now I quote alien movies. (laughs) Yeah, you can give it to me. I'm the only one that took this shot. Willie. Willie. Sorry, Willie. Swing and a miss. Yeah. All right. Well, take care. Pleasure meeting you. Maybe I'll see you on a hike someday, um, because I do need someone to carry my pack. Typically. <laughs> uh, Perfect. Uh, yes. All right. Well, anyways, Appreciate th- it, man. thanks for coming on. Take care. Thanks, guys. 909. God, what a dick. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I didn't actually do that this time. I should, wouldn't it have been, it would have been horrible if I did that to That's uh, Yeah, I was, well, I'm looking at you like, please don't say it to him because he no, was actually really cool. And I want to see you actually do a full interview with him. Just a nice But everybody old man. else like, God, what a dick. He's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> here, here. This is the, this is what we were talking about. I have the video. I, I yeah, brought that. I just put it up. Oh, why isn't it playing though? It's almost like I told you, because I have it. Look at these assholes. These guys are assholes. There is no, there's no 50 years after the war. Let's, you know, maybe we'll meet on the battlefield and shake hands. No, no, screw these guys. I these could care guys less. I can't hold an AK steady. get dysentery, and I don't care. They don't even know how to lift. Dude, do you even lift, bro? Do we even live? Oh, he's got like the lowest weight on. Dude, dude, your form, your form is awful, bro. Zero, zero. What zero. do you? <laughs> yeah, zero. What do you use for your pre uh, pre workout? Uh, oh, look, that's Air Force training at its best. I gotta go back. I gotta go back. I gotta go back. Air Force training. Oh man. <laughs> do we even lift? These jerks. All right, take them off. It's making me sick to my stomach. Well, thank you, everyone. That was a 21 Gun Podcast, probably our last episode ever with... <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, check out polyspush.com. Seriously, that guy was awesome. Uh, he needs our support because we are a universal organization that loves and embraces all. Plus, it's just a really good thing. So, uh, P-A-U-L-I-E-S, push.com. Uh, call, write, text. What I, You think after like 100 episodes, I would have that down? I don't know. Call, write, text... Walk, email, walk, walk next walk. door and knock on doors of people. Smoke that signals. You know. Send a fucking pigeon. Do whatever. Yeah, stay in touch because um, you know that's what we have to do. Uh, isolation is a killer, and we don't want veterans to die. If you don't do this, if you don't take my advice, well, you want veterans to die, and that sucks for you because now I'm going to punch you in the nose. Can you do that? Can you threaten violence? On you a- sure can. Not. Okay, you sure can. No, you totally can. <laughs> it's just the the thing is, is if you act on it. Awesome. Uh, we will be live next week at Revival 1869. Um, show up. Show up. Uh, show up in a piece of gear and I'll and, uh, with, with 21 Gun Merch and I will buy you a fucking drink. Not top shelf. Awesome. I told you that. Awesome. I sure hope people show up. and Watch yeah. no one show up. It'll be like three Frank's going to show up but he's not going to have merch on so it's okay. Uh, it's all right. Maybe, yeah. And then the week after that we might be giving away a set of sunglasses. So that's all we have. No video to go out with. Um, bye. <laughs>